Good morning. It is Wednesday, October 11th, and I just wanted to come on to say yesterday was World Mental Health Day, and I saw a whole lot of posts and lots of people talking about mental health, and I thought, even though I missed yesterday sharing a story or sharing something about my own journey with my mental health, I thought it would be a great time to use this platform to talk a little bit about my personal mental health journey and what that has has looked like. So happy Wednesday. It's almost the middle of October, which is simply shocking to me. Uh, I hope you enjoyed my last episode with my first guest, and I'm excited to say that I have a second guest who's going to be joining me uh, in the coming week, and I'm really, really excited to to share um, her journey and her story and how she has bounced back from an injury that really sort of knocked her down and initially... Uh, had her feeling quite defeated, but how she has embraced and found a new love, and uh, that is in yoga. And she is someone who never, ever in a million years imagined that that would be a type of movement that she would begin to look forward to and embrace. So I'm really excited to to have her on the on the show coming up. But today, yeah, the the topic today is World Mental Health Day. And to be honest, I thought about doing a post on Instagram yesterday about this. And then I thought, you know what? I struggle with sharing an entire story, either through a reel or in a a post. And so I thought if I could do a, a podcast episode on it, I think it would do more justice. So... First and foremost, I want to, you know, get out there the message that mental health is still your health. We all have mental health. Every single human being has mental health. Sometimes our mental health is, you know, doing great and we are thriving and vibrant and mentally strong and other times we aren't and we may struggle and we may go into a depression or we may be struggling with anxiety and worry and sometimes we're right in that middle so there is that that murky middle sometimes where you know we're, we're not sure where we're at and all of those are on a continuum right so as humans, we, we are on this journey and on this continuum. And I don't know, I think we're doing a better job of people realizing that anyone can struggle and have setbacks related to mental health. It doesn't mean you are weak, but I think we still have a long way to go of supporting individuals. And what does that look like? What does it look like in the workplace when someone is struggling? What does it look like in a family when someone is struggling? How do we support and lift those people up and ensure that they are aware 
people are there for them and that people aren't judging them. And I think we really need to move the dial on that feeling of judgment, the feeling that may be associated with shame, that I shouldn't feel this way, etc. So, uh, you know, as, as most people can attest, uh, we've all had setbacks, we've all had struggles. And I would say one of the darkest periods in my personal journey was around the time that I lost my mom. So my mom was diagnosed with ovarian cancer when uh, my daughter, my first child, was six weeks old. And so um, the struggle with her diagnosis, the struggle with me coming to terms with ovarian cancer doesn't have great longevity and, and uh, rates of, of beating it, and, and we knew that. Uh, so being off and being on leave was both a gift at the time, as well as something that was really, really challenging because as you can imagine having a newborn, your first child, um, it was my mom and dad's first granddaughter and only granddaughter. Uh, and there, there were many ups and many downs through that, through that period. Uh, I was also doing my master's in education at the time and uh, took a, a four month, I think, four to five month break in terms of my coursework and then restarted it again um, after my daughter was, was just over six months old. And when I restarted my master's and she was six months old and I still had a little bit of maternity leave left, I remember thinking, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And I remember my mom saying, you'll feel so much better when it's done because I was in the, the final courses of my master's and she's like, push through, push through. And that was kind of my mom's motto and my mom's MO for much of her life, push through, push through, push through. And that became something that I embodied and something that I believed was the way to do it. I did push through and complete my master's during that semester, but I do remember it nearly breaking me. And I remember just feeling, you know, kind of like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And again, a lot of it came from my mom suggesting push through, push through. But as my mom got more and more sick and after she had, uh, you know, sought chemo and was done her treatment and all of that, we were waiting to see how effective the chemo was. And um, sadly, the chemo didn't end up doing what they had hoped hoped and she had a she had a very invasive surgery as well that she had to recover from but sadly the chemo didn't didn't fully beat the the cancer and it, it returned and and my mom ended up dying about a year after her diagnosis so um after losing her and going through that entire year of you know grieving her diagnosis then grieving her loss grieving the fact that my daughter wouldn't have a relationship with my mom as a baby, as a toddler, 
as a youth, etc. There was so much going on for me. And going back to work after taking time off to grieve the loss, I felt so incredibly alone and lost. And I didn't really have any friends at the time who had lost their moms. And I felt like I was just on this island. And I remember so many days, my husband, you know, even months after uh, losing my mom, my husband saying like, what's wrong? What's going on? What's going on? And every single time my answer was the same. My effing mom died. My mom died. And just the feeling of anger and loss and grief was just, it, it came in waves, but it was just present so, so much of the time. And of course, as time went on, um, the, the, the anger lessened. I did certainly seek therapy and I've gone to therapy on many, many occasions. I am a huge advocate for getting help when, when you feel um, it's time and you need the help reaching out so I'm so thankful for that but it took so long to to feel somewhat normal and truly as they say you have to learn there's no going back to the person you were before you have to learn who you are now after having lost that significant person in your life and my mom was everything to me we often talked multiple times a day definitely at least one time a day in in since you know my probably my my mid-20s and as I got married and and onward we talked a lot and we were in touch a lot we saw each other a lot so it was a huge gaping hole in my life not being able to have those conversations especially having a baby a toddler and I had so many questions that I wanted to ask her and I I couldn't and it was devastating so I made it through. Uh, literally, it was day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. And I remember on the third, I think it was the third anniversary of, no, it was the second anniversary of losing her. I remember talking to my best friend and saying I was late. I hadn't gotten my period. And she's like, well, maybe you're pregnant. I'm like, oh my gosh. And sure enough, uh, I was pregnant with baby number two. And uh, I will say during that pregnancy, there, there was a lot of resurfacing of the grief and loss. And, and again, I was still processing, right? And so it was um, a really challenging time to be you know expecting baby number two knowing that my mom wouldn't be there to cheer me on to support to ask questions like all of those things it was really really tough and then after the birth of our son I went through it almost seemed like I went through the grieving of my mom again and it was it was really, really hard. And the postpartum period was, was tough. And I had a really hard time pulling myself out of um, the, the sadness and the, the baby blues, as they call it. And I, I reached out and got help. And 
I actually went on antidepressant medicine for the first time in my life after the birth of my son. And, you know, as I talked about that experience and talked about it with other friends, I became to realize how many people around me had had similar bouts of depression and sadness and not being able to shake it. And I felt I began to feel less alone and I began to open up about some of those struggles. And, you know, I got to see my mom go through her own depression uh, during my teenage years. And, and I was living at home. I was the only kid at home at the time. And living with her, I saw how debilitating um, the depression can be. And so I knew, again, I needed some support. I needed some help. So I sought counseling. I went and talked to uh, my doctor. And I began to feel much better after seeking that support and, and getting some medication to help with that, with that depression. And so that was a huge learning for me and an awareness of sometimes therapy may not be enough and sometimes going that you know clinical or medical route is what is needed to help turn things around and I'm so thankful that I did um, get that support and get that help and talk to other friends and open up about that journey but it wasn't easy I did feel like I wasn't good enough that um, something was wrong with me I felt Will people judge me? Will people think I shouldn't be left alone with the children? All of those things, right? You struggle with all of the guilt and, and feelings around that. And I, I definitely did myself. Then uh, another few years, my dad became sick. My dad uh, started his health declining. And there were a number of months where my siblings and I would take turns going and spending more time with my dad and then he would be in and out of the hospital and my son was five at the time our daughter was eight and I just felt pulled in so many directions because I had started my PhD I was working full-time in a pretty intense job I had two kids and my husband and wow when they talk about the sandwich generation it is so, so heavy for people who are living through that, trying to support their own children, trying to support their parents uh, with failing health, trying to be there for your spouse, and then your job. Like, you know, we have jobs and we need to pay bills and all of those things. And the it just, it's overwhelming. And so again, I was in a a point in my life where I was like, wow, is this ever going to get better? Is it ever going to change? And thank goodness I can say it did improve for me, but not without a lot of help and a lot of support and a lot of openness and willingness to get help when I needed it and to talk to friends when I needed to, to get therapy when I needed it. To reach out to community supports and use those supports as well. We used so many community resources and supports during that period of time. And I have so much compassion and empathy 
for people who are going through this right now or who have struggled with it in the past because it's a lot and it's it's amazing to get to the other side and I just say the other side for now because maybe there's a time where I could slip back there or my family could have um, you know struggles with my husband or one of our children right so what I wanted to share today the day after World Mental Health Day was that you just don't know when your mental health could be impacted. You don't know when your mental health might fail you or life will throw you a big curveball and a big challenge. When and if it happens, Know that there are loving and supportive people around you and sometimes you need to keep your mind open to who might be the person that helps the most because it might surprise you. It may not be your best friend in that moment. It might be somebody completely um, that comes in out of the blue. Be open to that. Be open to getting help with professionals, with therapists, with your doctor, talking to a community group, talking to a grief survivors group, a cancer survivors group, a, you know, who knows what, what may be most helpful to you, but be open to seeking that support because we all need social connection. We all need each other and reach out to get that. And I also just want to say I'm also a, an assist trainer, which is a suicide intervention skills training. It's a suicide first aid trainer uh, with Living Works. And that has been such a rewarding experience for me. I adore doing the, the workshops and teaching people the certification for assist. And we just don't know what lived experience walks into our training. I have a training coming up this weekend. It'll be with a number of students from my work. And I so look forward to connecting with those young people and individuals who are looking to help support maybe themselves, but also support their friends and support their community. And so on the day after World Mental Health Day, I just want to say, take care of yourself, love yourself, show compassion for yourself, be proud of how far you've come and what you've learned on this journey and know that it is a journey. We are all on this journey of being human and we can do so much more to lift each other up, to lose the judgment and to just be there for the person beside us. So take good care, happy Wednesday, happy World Mental Health Day and take care of your mental health. You just never know when you might need assistance. Much love to you.